ask for your anointing. We ask that you would speak to the people. That you would put fire in my lips and my heart to speak what you want spoken this morning. And that your congregation, your church, would hear your words in Jesus' name. Amen. So the question is, is the church asleep? In your opinion. Now, I'm not talking about the people that call themselves Christians that don't go to church. I'm talking about people that currently this morning or sometime this weekend actually attended church. Do you think they're asleep? Would you turn off the tall fan? Yeah, the tall one's too much. <clears throat> Next question. Do you think that we're in the last days? Do you honestly think? In other words, do you think that the tribulation may be as close as a few years, not trying to set a date, a few years away? Do you really believe that? Well, what the prophecies are saying is that God is about to shake the church. And that's the title this morning. God is about to shake the church. Now, we all want the best for the church. We're part of it. We want the church to do well. Again, we're part of it. But on the other hand, we also understand that he's coming back for a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle. Does the church, I'm talking about the ones that are actively now involved in church this morning or pretty much go most every Sunday morning. Are they asleep? Yes. And I'm not talking about just asleep, and I agree, yes, no, you're right, but not just asleep in terms of the end times. I'm talking about asleep in terms of their faith, in terms of walking with Jesus, listening to Jesus and praying. Is their giving right? Are their prayers right? Is their fasting right? I was shocked one time when we first asked people to come in that are coming to this Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. We asked them to fast three days before they came. I was shocked at how many people said that was the first time in their life they had ever fasted. I mean, the three basic principles to get close to God are you got to make sure your giving is right, your fasting is right, and your, praying, your prayer life is right. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, I don't have a PowerPoint this morning. And to tell you the truth, the PowerPoint is easier for me because I tend to be mostly teacher. I know that's a shock to you, but... <laughs> but he wanted me to bring a message to you this morning let him speak it, not the PowerPoint. And that is church. He's saying to the church this morning, the people that are currently in church, not the visitors, but the real active participants. He's saying, church, I'm about to shake you. And what I'm about to do, remember, I'm the righteous judge. Remember, I'm not going to put you into anything that you can't be successful at. But I'm about to shake the church. Because the church has to get rid of the spots and wrinkles. Now, when we think of church, we're thinking of the American church, and that's part of it. But that includes also the Vatican. That includes all of the other denominations and all the other nations around the world. All of those people that are gathered this morning in the name of Jesus, he's saying, I'm about to shake you. Especially the American church. Because in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and are all the slain upon the earth. I remember actually saying, we aren't the police officers of the world. Leslie can recall me saying that. to the. T I, by the way, I talked to the TV. 
Anyone else talk to the TV? <laughs> Leslie is going, nah. I talk to the TV. Liar. I say that often anymore now. I used to say, we're not the police officer of the world. Yes, we are too. We are the wall that's holding back the evil away from the world. That's the reason it says, in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, for all those slain upon the earth. God is holding America responsible to hold back the evil. He gave us the money. He gave us the military. He gave us the power, the authority to hold back the evil, and we are going to fail. But before then, there's about to be a great harvest, a great revival. And yes, Spirit of Prophecy Church, Prophecy Club, and all of us, we're going to be part of it. But it's not just about us. Frankly, it's not about us. It's about Him. Amen. And as soon as we start getting off of that, as soon as we're going to start getting off, <laughs> it's all about Him. It's about His name, about His glory. He's saying, I'm going to shake you. But in that shaking, hear me, hear me, hear me, He is going to provide. He is going to be there. He is going to meet the devil inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound, everything he does. He is going to meet him. When the devil comes out with his Ten Commandments, God is going to come out with the real Ten Commandments. When the devil says, I am Christ, God is going to show the blood that dripped on the Ark of the Covenant some 2,000 years ago and prove, no, this is the real Christ. Everything that, see, there's a battle that has been going on since Adam and Eve, were th when Adam and Eve were thinking about eating the fruit. There was already a battle. And that battle has not stopped. But it is raging more fierce, more, with more fire, more anger, more fury today than probably any day since creation. We are in a battle. I got an email yesterday. And I can't, matter of fact, that's part, I can't speak every word I want to say here today because that's part of the battle. Because we are on platforms, if I say the wrong words, boom, they pull the platform. Then nobody hears it. I can't speak freely. We have lost our free speech in America. We've lost it. So I got an email and it was a doctor from one of the four companies that have the anti-V. See, I have to talk in circles. And he was saying, let me tell you the real what's going on. He said, here's their plan from A to Z. And it was about a seven-year plan. And he says, they planned this, it happened. They planned this, it happened. It happened, it happened, it happened, it happened. And in the next year or so, here's what's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Totalitarian government. You're going to lose your rights. They're going to take over, take over, take over. And of course, we know where it's eventually going. Mark of the beast. Now, you have to understand, that's what the devil has planned. But there is another side of it. God has a plan. Amen. So God says, all right, you're going to do this, but I'm going to meet you step by step, inch for inch, pound for pound, everything you do. So as the devil is doing this and this and this and this, God is preparing. There's a time. There's a time when the shaking hits the church, just like several of the dreams have shown us from several of the people. 
I saw pastors running out of the churches, throwing down their Bibles, rebuking the name of Jesus, disowning Jesus, denying Jesus, saying, I never, I'm ashamed I ever said the name Jesus. I'm ashamed I ever had anything to do with Jesus at the church. People in the church walk out denying Jesus, spitting on Jesus, burning churches. Okay, so yeah, there's a shaking coming to the church. But when the shaking reaches the certain point, my brothers and sisters, we're going to see not just miracles and signs and wonders. We're going to see fire of the Holy Ghost. We're going to see real preaching. We're going to see truth finally return to the church. The church is about to wake up, like it or don't. And unfortunately, it's not going to like it. A lot of people. Michael Boldeo goes out to speak at these different churches. And he says, almost every time, when I get done talking in a church, talking about the real God, people come up and say, and he said, they always started with these two words, my God. He says, well, my God would never destroy America. My God would never do that. Okay, well, perhaps you should find the real God. What God is about to do is going to be harsh, but it's going to be good. Why? Because he is the righteous judge. True and righteous are thy ways. He is the righteous judge. And if you look back in your life, look back in your life for just a minute, because I look back in my life, and everything he did that was tough on me was exact, right? Come on, was exactly the right thing to do. At exactly the right... Now, we didn't like it all the time. Sometimes he was pretty tough on us. But it was exactly the right thing we needed. Amen. At exactly the right time. Exactly the right thing to set us on the path. Because every time he was slapping us is because we were getting off. He slaps us back on the path, right? He, he doesn't do it to hurt us. He does this to help us to be more Christ-like. So what he's about to do to the church, it's going to be harsh. Because here's, here's the way it is. Here it is. Now you correct me if I'm wrong, and you ain't going to correct me because I know I'm right. The further we get off the path, okay, here's the path. Further we get off this way or this way, further we get off that path, because there's people that go too far to the right and they get into this Christianity stuff, this holiness, this uh, super Christian stuff. Or they get off into drugs and alcohol and who knows what, okay? But the further we are off, guess what happens? He said it. He said it. The harder the slap has to be. Now, if we don't want the hard slap, for she saith in her heart, said a queen, and and a widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Why is it that America's judgment has to come in one day? Because she won't listen. The American church is not listening to the Spirit of God today. So this guy, Andrew, comes to me. He says, man, he says, we talked for two and a half hours. Before we even even started talking about what we did for a living, we talked for two and a half hours. And... He, he would say a sentence, I'd interrupt, or I'd say a sentence, he'd interrupt, and we're finishing each other's sentences. I haven't had a conversation like that in a long time, not since I met Alfredo, <laughs> and some of you in here, right? We have those kind of conversations, because we're, 
lengthen the spirit. He said, I know you haven't known me but three weeks. And I said, brother, I've known you all your life. Just last night, I told him, I've known you all your life. How can I say that? Have you ever met somebody that's a brother or a sister in the Lord and you knew each other instantly? Because it was the same spirit, right? Think about it. Same spirit. God has to shake the church. He is not doing it because he's trying to be mean. But the church has gone so far away, it's going to take a whopper of a slap to get the church back over. But when that slap comes, and when the wannabe Christians, the backsliders, the... I don't need to say all the words, right? Okay, you know what I'm saying. When all those that are not walking the path and refuse to walk the path. Now, when the slap comes, some will say, yes, sir, I'm back on the path. You have my attention. I'll do it. You're right. I was wrong. I won't do it again. Am I talking to anybody today or am I talking to myself this morning? Somebody says, you know what? I've been where you've been. <laughs> yeah, I lived where you live. But I'm telling you. Anyway, he says to me, he says, Stan, he says, I, I work with all those pastors. I've seen what they do when we go to lunch. I've seen what they do when the mic's turned off and the camera's turned off and the light's turned off. I've seen, I've seen who they really are. He said, you're light years ahead. Now, I'm not saying Stan Johnson. I'm saying those people that understand the last days, those people that are walking with Jesus, those people that are walking with Jesus are light years ahead of the church that's way over here. The church is asleep. A slapping is coming. And since we know and believe that every one of those slaps is for our good, those I love, I chasten, right? Isn't that what it is? Those I love, I chasten. He loves me. <laughs> How many of you he loves? How many, does he love you? Have you ever said, Lord, I am shocked at how hard you hit me? See, the closer you get to the Lord, the harder the slaps. Now, some of you, see, some of you go, oh, no, I'm sorry for you. Because if you start getting close to the Lord, the slaps get harder, right, prophet? Yeah, and quicker. And I was talking one, with one other minister, and I said, do you feel that over the last three months that the path has gotten more narrow? He said, absolutely. It's like <clears throat> trying to walk, if you can imagine, walking down between two buildings, and a building is here, and so there's a narrow walkway, and you're walking down... But as you, as you keep walking, you notice those buildings are getting closer and closer. And before long, you're going. Yes. That's the way I feel right now. If I make one, it's like. Whew. But that's a good thing. So to the church that's way off over here, guess what's coming? A kerwop. And a lot of them will say, that's not my God. My God would never do that. And they're going to walk away. 
they're going to walk away. They're going to deny, deny Jesus. But understand, with that, God is going to provide. And we always think about food and water and things like that. Yes, he's going to provide those things. But he also is going to show up with a spirit. I've said it a lot of times, and I keep coming back to it because to me it's, it's a real source of encouragement. I told you, April, excuse me, August 8th, 2015, Saturday night, Lord, what do I say tomorrow morning? And I heard words. said, this is the time of miracles. As the judgment hits, so are my miracles. Miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. You tell them. I will never leave them nor forsake them. As the judgment hits, so are my miracles. Miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. And you tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. I will meet the devil inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound. Everything he does, he's, I'm going to meet him. So as this shaking takes place, Stan, what is it? You know, that's not the point today. There's a shaking coming. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist. It doesn't take a prophet of God to tell anybody these days, the church is not walking right. Right? If the church was right, there wouldn't be a Hollywood. If the church was right, we could go to movies and we wouldn't have to see flesh. We wouldn't have to see wicked or hear wicked words. If the church was right, the country would be right. Right? But right now, nobody listens to the church. They call all of these commentators on. They call... Political people, they call business people, but they never call a pastor because the church is not respected. But the church, if the church was walking right, the church would have the respect. It should be the first person they call for their opinion. What do you think about this new legislation? Ought to be a pastor. Amen. Instead, what are they doing? Yeah, that's right. Amen. So as the church gets slapped, let's understand, and I know this is going to be hard, we've got to keep ourselves out of the world, keep our eyes off of the world. As the slap comes, whatever a slap might be, understand that it would not happen if we were right, Amen. and it will not happen unless Jesus is doing it. You do understand it's not the Russians hitting us. Nope. You do understand it's not the Democrats opening up our border. Yeah. It's not the Democrats doing the thing in Afghanistan that was so wrong. Yeah. Okay? It's the Lord allowing it based upon what the church is not doing right. Yeah. It's what comes out of our mouth. Because he gave us power over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And... That's right. Everybody, you ought to know that word. Yes. Get your nose in your Bible, my brothers and sisters. Nothing by any means shall hurt thee. As the slap comes, the righteous part of us, the flesh part of us, the world part of us, we don't like it. I understand that. It scares us a little. I understand that. But the righteous part of us should be rejoicing. Stand your sick. But no, no, this is right. We've got to stay rejoicing. Got to keep our eyes on the cross and understand that now it's time to go to work. 
Leslie had a dream. She was going to sleep that night, and we were in a particular financial pinch, and it seems like we always are. Matter of fact, Michael Boldea says the ministries that are really telling the truth are all of them are in a financial pinch, and I thought, we are thus. <laughs> anyway, so she said, she prayed before she went to bed. She said, Lord, should I just tell Stan to just close Prophecy Club and just go get a job? It was that tough. So she had this dream that night. She said that him and I were in a, a like on an island paradise. It was like a, you know, like an island. And she said, and it came on the news that we had 30 minutes that missiles were heading our way. And <clears throat> I've thought about it a lot of times. We reacted wrong in the dream. We, re we reacted wrong. And instead, we ran out of the houses and we were running up into the hills. And I've thought about it a lot of times. And when trouble hits, my brothers and sisters, what we should have done is got on our knees and prayed. That's what we should do. We can't prepare for every eventuality. But if we're going to go, I want to go on my knees, praising and worshiping my God. Amen. That's where I want them to find me. I want them to walk in, and if we're gone, it's Stan and Leslie on their knees, praising and worshiping God, and that's where they find us. If God takes us there, then that's fine. What I don't want to do is what the dream showed is we're running up into the hills. That's trying to protect yourself. As this trouble comes, it's the time for us to get on our knees. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Yes, the Lord told Leslie that we do need to prepare as much as we can prepare. But no one can prepare for every eventuality. You just can't. I, I saw a guy, Leslie, I went to his home up in Nebraska back in probably year 2000, just before Y2K. He asked us, he practically drug us to his house. And we're setting his kitchen table. And he says, I think I have everything prepared. He says, so tell me something you think I might not have. Toothbrush. Got it. I said, I said, yeah, I'm pretty close. He said, toilet paper. He said, I got it. I said, tampons. He said, got it. I mean, I'm trying to think, okay, what could be something he forgot? So we, we, we took the challenge for several. I mean, we, we started going through every little thing. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Well, that was 21 years ago. We don't know how to prepare. And what I've been praying for the last three or four months, really probably more like about a year now, Lord, I just constantly say, Lord, show us what to do to be prepared. Only you know what we need to do to be prepared. I'm confident he will provide and protect. He'll show us what to do to prepare in the physical way. I'm more concerned is am I prepared spiritually? Am I clean enough? Am I close enough? Is my giving right? Is my <clears throat> fasting right? Is my prayer life right? I said this less this morning when I pulled on my seat. I just, like that, my pants just, just 
They're all buttoned. They're all buttoned. From this last fast, I lost so much weight. Just went, I have to. Anyway, I've lost a lot of weight. The point is, she says, yeah, you're looking like a skinny old man. <laughs> well, that's what she said. So I said, okay, so what are you saying? I need to lift weight? She says, you need to just start eating right. So. <laughs> yeah, eat more bread. <laughs> Our giving must be right. And I'm not taking an offering. This is this is not between me and you. This is between you and God. Amen. I I Leslie and I, we have to be right in our fasting. We have to be right in our prayers. We have to be right in our giving. We have to be right. If we're right, then he's gonna look down and he's gonna say, I believe I can use that woman. I believe I can use that man. I believe I can use that teenager. We're going to see all kinds of things. <clears throat> Jesus said to one of his disciples, he said, Prophets of old have desired to see what you have seen and did not see it. Desired to hear what you have heard and did not hear it. I believe we are the last generation and there will be a time when this is all washed out, we get to look back and see everything. That the prophets of old say, man, I wish I could have lived in those days. You got to see the beast. You got to see the Antichrist coming. You got to see the new world order. You got to see Jesus return. You got to see, you, get to, you got to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We get to see a lot of things. But we have to be right. And that's really the message he wanted me to bring to you today without a PowerPoint. Because if I get into PowerPoint, then it tends to be an A, B, C, D, E, K. The church is about to get a shaking. Point one. Point two. As part of the church, make certain that our heart is right. Don't get me wrong. Preparations are good physically. Make sure our heart, our spiritual, our giving, our prayers, our fasting, that we're reading that word. When's the last time you spent an hour just reading the Bible? Just reading the Bible. There's a shaking coming. Make certain our heart is right. Yes, we're going to get scared, the flesh part of us, which we all have. But we're going to push that flesh part down. And we're going to bring out that spirit man part. And we're going, to, we're going to continue to see that this is the will of God because nothing happens except it was by his will. Not by, by, not by, <laughs> that's a good congregation. When I start saying it and they finish the word, that's good. Not by my power, but my, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. He's about to use his church. He's about to use people in very big ways. Small people in big ways. Small people in big ways. Amen. How many small people do we have in here this morning, right? He's about to use small people in big ways. Look at what he's done. If you look at your life, even over just the last 10 years, look at what he's done to bring you to the position now. <clears throat> Where we understand and I'm not talking about just the end times. I'm talking about understanding the gospel and a closer walk with him. 
We're getting prepared so that he can use us to win a lot of souls. The greatest harvest in human history is about to come in. And that means that there's about to be the greatest slap to the face of the church. And there will be a great shaking. I am reminded from one of Coverstone's dreams. He said he saw the angel walk over and pick up the church. He said he lifted it up and he shook that church hard and slammed it down on the ground. And he turned to him and he said, I warned him. I warned him. How many warnings have we heard? I said to somebody the other day, I said, what's the closest ministry to the Prophecy Club? They said, there is nothing like the Prophecy Club. Well, there ought to be. There ought to be a lot of warning ministries out there warning the church. And the church ought to be listening. But the church is asleep. So there's a, there's a shaking coming. We have to make certain that we're prepared. Okay, Stan, well, what would you suggest I do to be prepared? <clears throat> For just a minute, putting aside physical preparations. We've already talked about our giving. I would say simply in the terms of giving without getting into a lot of details, I look at it like this. If God says we should give this much, then have we given that much? Or have we given more? Are we a little light on what he says give? In other words, is our giving right? If our giving is right, then it's not just a little light in our giving. And it's not just even, well, he said give 10%, or he said that we should give alms and offerings and, you know, whatever he says, whatever you think he said. It should not be here. It should be here. Because he says, if you give, I'll give back to you, press down, shaking together, running over. I will cause men to give. And so our giving should be right. And we've already taken an offering, so I'm not trying to take an offering. Next thing is our prayer life should be right. How do I say this? So, <clears throat> the flesh part of Stan doesn't like these kind of messages. I prefer the PowerPoint because I can just get up and teach and <laughs> I don't have to get worried about what am I going to say? And that's what he spoke to me yesterday afternoon when I was praying about what do you want to say? What do you want to say? And he said, nope, no PowerPoint on this one. I'm going to deliver a message to my people. So I'm over here praying this morning. Okay, Lord, now would be a really good time for you to tell me what to say. And it was not until just moments before I got up here, I knew what I was supposed to say. Yesterday, walked into my office, and I was talking to the Lord, kind of in my... <clears throat> you know, they said Dimitri walked around talking to God all the time. And I, I understand. So I was saying, Lord, and I mean, touched me with this anointing immediately saying, don't worry, I'll be there. And so I know that the message I'm bringing to you this morning is of God. And that is, church is going to get a shaking. So make sure our giving, our prayers, and our fasting is right. Have you fasted three days? Three days straight. Because when it comes to fasting, when I'm 
when there's something in my heart that's burning in my heart that I really have to hear from God, something I really, really want done, and I can't do it, when there's a burning here, fasting is easy. If, I'm, I, if I fast to lose weight, oh man, I'm hungry. But if I fast for God, hunger gone. Hunger gone. These four days of fasting we just did here that ended this Thursday, I get hungry. I will say that, <clears throat> matter of fact, Lou, Lou heard me say it. I said, I'm, uh, I'm dizzy. Remember? I, I got more dizzy that evening. I had to eat a little something. Leslie says, you tell the people, don't hurt yourself. You need to eat something, you know. So you shouldn't hurt yourself either. I was getting dizzy, and I mean, I, I could tell, you know, time to eat a little something. So outside of the four-day fast, that was the only time I felt like I had to break it. But when we're fasting for the Lord, hunger's gone. It's easy fast, and we're concentrated on Him. If our fasting is right, our giving is right, our prayers are right, and when I go into my prayer closet, I don't go in there with a gimme, 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 let me gimme, 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 let me pray, let me gimme, gimme, what are you going to gimme, gimme, gimme? I go in there, let me tell you just how much I love you, let me tell you just how much I think you're awesome. It's all about worship, 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 worship. He that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Meaning, I will say of my Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. Not running up into the mountain. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Our fasting, our giving, and our prayers have to be right. If that part of our life is right, then we fear not. So a shaking's coming. Get ready. Get ready here. Amen? Amen? Are we ready? No. Nobody should say yes, including me. The flesh side of us wants to say, yeah, yeah, we're ready. We're not ready. But we're trying. Right? Getting closer, getting closer, getting closer. Right? Lord, help us to get ready. Help us to get ready. Help us to be in the right place where you can look down and say, I believe I'm going to use this young man or this old woman or whatever it might be. Look down and say, I believe I'll use them. We say, Lord, hear my send me. In Jesus' name, amen. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.